Praise the Lord. Another good day to be in the house of God. Everybody have a good day today, a good week so far. I, uh, I've talked to more people this week at, at my job about church and God and just subject keeps coming up every day this week. And uh, that always makes me feel better about things. And uh, not that I know what I'm saying, but it's always, uh, it's always good to know that God's working on people and no matter how much you think you know somebody, they're still asking questions and still trying to give them the best answers I can. And uh, it's good. And uh, I know I've grown a lot in these last couple of years, and I've got more wisdom, I believe, to talk to people correctly than I used to, and uh, which is good. So I'm looking forward to just inviting people and give them a card and show them our podcast yes. and our YouTube channels. And good deal. Good deal. They got kids. Some of them have kids, so you never know. They might drive all the way down here. It's not that far of a drive. I'm assuming I won't have to participate any this weekend, Friday or Saturday. I mean, he keeps saying hillbilly clowns, and I keep thinking he, I'm wanting, he's wanting me to do something. <laughs> like, where's the hillbilly clown? hand me a wig but uh i was looking forward to that too so good night tonight good night to worship god i was listening to my little phone app on the way over here listening to the exodus story that i love find it to be one of the one of my favorite stories in the bible one of my favorite chapters in the bible is exodus and one thing they kept saying multiple times in a different way when they had asked pharaoh to let his people go or to let us go it was either to serve God out in the wilderness, it was either to uh, sacrifice to him or worship him. And I started thinking, you know, when God delivered me, uh, freed me from my bondage, my mistake would be if I'd stopped worship, worshiping in him because that's why he set me free, is so I can worship him. Yes. And when, if, I, if I keep worshiping God, I won't have to worry about ever going back to any kind of bondage again. And uh, that's what I got to remember to keep yes. doing. The good service we had Sunday about worshiping God, prayer. That's a wonderful deal. That was a great service Sunday, and uh, God's a good God. I want to always worship him. Tonight, right now, we're going to sing some songs and praise him. Brother, I'm just going to take my offering. We're going to have a good time tonight in church. Everybody participate. Thank you, Jesus. Doesn't matter how many is here. Doesn't matter that it's Wednesday night. You can get what you need from God tonight. You can get a touch from him and strength to carry you the rest of the way. So uh, God's good to us. Let's Amen. stand. Let's give him some thanks and praise, and we're going to start this service. We love you, God. Oh, I worship you, God, tonight. I thank you for your many blessings that you've given me, God. I'm a rich man tonight, God. Oh, you bless me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
I wonder before we be seated and turn this over to the pastor if uh, we might. He's a little bit under the weather. Thought maybe we pray for him for a second, strengthen him because uh, he's our shepherd and he needs all the strength he can get watching over me. may be seated. He's ready to go now. God bless you. John? Appreciate y'all. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> I want to talk tonight about <clears throat> faith, maybe in a little different light uh, than, than maybe other times that I've spoke on it. <clears throat> I certainly don't mean to ever be negative. However, there are some real descriptors in the scriptures about people that have approached faith incorrectly. And I, um, when we understand what the Word of God says about that, uh, I believe it's to help us to, so that we don't fall into that same trap. Faith is, is, our, is our resource. Think about it. The soldier that Paul described in Ephesians, it's the shield of faith, right? And the sword of the Spirit. We, we've got to have this, this faith that is able to to deal with every obstacle that comes against us. We have to have that strength in order to be able to put up our shield and say what we stand for, what we believe in, who our, our Heavenly Father is. Amen? And, and we have to have this at the forefront, ready to be able to uh, place that wherever we need it to be to, to shield us from all the enemy's uh, fiery darts that come against us, as the Scripture says. And so tonight, um, talking about contending for the faith, I want you to think about tonight about making steps in God that, that the Lord wants in our lives so that we could be um, people, men and women of faith. Because faith is where we are going to build our relationship with God. It's not out of head knowledge. Uh, it doesn't matter how many verses I can quote tonight. That doesn't validate and prove that I'm going to be able to have a relationship with the Lord. I have to have a walk with God because I build, I have love, I have faithfulness, I have commitment, I have doctrine, I have a standard of conduct, 
<clears throat> Amen? These are all things that, that I need to have in my life so that when I say I love him, I'm not just blowing smoke. Amen. My voice is going to be cruddy tonight. Forgive me. <clears throat> uh, first scripture I want to look at is 1 John 5 and 4. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. I, I'm on a hot subject tonight. You've heard it thousands of times in your walk with God. And yet, I feel such a need tonight to, once again, not that I'm going to do anything better than other men of God along the, your path have done, but, but somehow we need a fresh word on it. We need that fresh anointing tonight. Amen. Um, Jude, uh, verse number three. Beloved, when I gave all diligence, how much diligence? All diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. Why was it common? Because it was for the Jews and the Gentiles. Bond and free, rich and poor, men and women, young and old. Okay? When I gave... Uh, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. To earnestly contend. There is something tonight about handling our faith correctly. It's, it's something that we need to always have kind of on the uh, back of our mind that we need to be aware and careful with it because that's where we are encountering the enemy. Right? That's where we are facing obstacles. And we need to keep that faith where we are uh, sharp and it is all that it needs to be. This is the Christian way. The faith. It was common because the Jews and Gentiles, all these were all part of that same message. It was no longer just a message for the Jews. Jesus speaking to the woman at the well. You don't know who you worship, but we, the Jews, know who we worship. Now, the gospel is being uh, given to everyone, whomsoever will. <clears throat> but our focus tonight, you can imagine that these uh, apostles were reaching out to this group of people that, that their world has gone topsy-turvy. I mean, their world was upside down. They were all living in a day when they knew what it meant to go to the temple, where they knew what it meant to take sacrifices, where they knew what it meant to have a priesthood that would take and offer up their sacrifice. They, they had been doing that. And now all of a sudden, the gospel came into play, and now Paul is starting to tell them, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You are a, a royal priesthood. You are kings and priests unto God. And, and all this started to change. And, and you can imagine, but Paul said, one thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to earnestly contend for this. You're going to have to go for it. It can't be just a religion in your life. It's not a message of fear. But this change was going to be a message of awakening. It used to be just a letter that killeth. Now it's the spirit that giveth life. So Paul had to change their dynamics of how they received, where they felt comfortable in God, what they were expecting from God when they came to him. 
And now, as Paul re-quotes the scriptures of old in the Old Testament and began to speak of them in the New Testament, the people's eyes began to open more and more because they saw that these things now had greater meaning. Amen. 1 Timothy 4 and 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. That's small s. That's not talking about um, vile spirits, human spirits, carnal spirits. The scriptures aren't really uh, uh, exacting in this. It's anything that, was, that would be foul or contrary to the gospel. Doctrines of devils. Paul was constantly reminding Timothy, be awakened, son. Perceive what you have here. I wonder how often he told him, this is the pearl of great price. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. We, we are uh, uh, holding on to something that is precious tonight. What you can't, Timothy, you can't hold on to it with your grandma and your mother. You're going to have to get this for yourself. Timothy, if you're ever going to take this and, and, and be able to take this seed and, and make it profitable and fruitful, it's going to have to go forth with, with holy men of God that, that are in the doctrine and they will preach the gospel. You can't just leave this to anybody. We're not looking for marketers. We're looking for people that will take this gospel and do something with it. Don't lose control, Timothy. Always go back to the Word. Always go back to the Spirit of God working and moving. Build on your relationship. You'll never go wrong. Waiting patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled in your life. Sometimes I worry that we uh, expect too many of God's promises to be for the whole church at Chelsea and not for our individual lives. And I want to change that. I want to, I want to help you to realize that I feel like that's something I feel like the Lord has prompted me with that I need to tell you. God wants to do these things in your life. Because when you come in here on fire for God and thankful, man, he did it for me. Oh, you're going to be a fire brand that cannot be quenched. Amen. Talk about handling faith tonight, handling the word of God. Second uh, Timothy, I think it is. I've got to print it down wrong. Is that Second Timothy, five, two and five? Brandon, what's the next one we have? I have the scripture here. Let me just read it to you. Having damnation. Because they have cast off their first faith. Revelations 2 and 4 tells us, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Something about realizing today that what God put in you was, was good to take you all the way to the end. 
Sometimes we want to judge people at the altar and say, who really got the Holy Ghost and who just got it? Well, let me tell you, that's wrong thinking. You're dealing with personalities. You're dealing with upbringing. You're dealing with what they've been taught and doctrine from the past. And, and so we're not the same. We're not just all people coming down here as sinners before God. And so you've got to be patient with these people, and you've got to realize tonight. But, but realize God wants us to bring them in and that he will do the work. He believes in the first love. That first relationship, that walk with God is something we need to build people. We need to fertilize it and, and, and dig about the roots and encourage people. I keep telling them, oh, I, I remember when God fills you with the Holy Ghost. That's not talking about just what you felt that night. Let me tell you what he's going to do and he's going to continue to do if you'll walk by faith and not by sight. 1 Timothy 6 and 21 which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with thee. Amen. The first of Timothy was written from Laodicea, which is in the chiefest city of Phrygia, Pamphylia. First Timothy 1 and 6. Here's one I you don't read every day. From which some have swerved. 1 Timothy 1 and 6. If they don't have the right scripture up on the screen, it's because I didn't put on my text message to them correctly. Don't blame our, our guys. But let me read it again. 1 Timothy 1 and 6. From which some have erred, swerving, have turned aside unto vain jangling. 1 Timothy verse number 7. Desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. This, this doctrine that we have tonight is connected in the 110 outlet of our lives to the Holy Ghost. Oh, if all I do is have scripture and I, and I try to fix you, Sister Dinah, with scripture, if that's all I have, I, I could hurt you. I could beat you up. I could bruise you. But oh, when we realize tonight what Paul was preaching was a gospel that you're plugging into, that you have a relationship with. That's why he spent so many scriptures on faith in these, in these, ver in these verses of First and Second Timothy and Thessalonians. In 2 Timothy 2 and 18, Who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is already past, and overthrow the faith of some. Just saying. So we can have, it would be horrible to, to die in the battle because of my own brothers and sisters. What do they call that? Friendly fire? Isn't that what that's called? I'm just talking to us tonight, just pulling out these verses that have an adjective to describe faith in one sense of the word or another. In 1 Corinthians 9 and 27, 
No, no, I'm sorry. Um, 2 Timothy 3, verse number 8. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. So without being negative tonight, it's possible to be in error. It's possible to chase the wrong thing. It's possible not to build our relationship with God on, on doctrine. It's possible to attach ourselves to someone who may give us uh, kind words, pretty words, but if they aren't what we need in order to be saved, then they're really not your friend. 1 Corinthians 9 and 27, but that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. I'm talking about tonight that this beautiful thing of faith that the Lord has given you was meant that you could have that and it would be something that would go with you through thick and thin. It would be that thing that would connect you and protect you from the enemy and allow you to draw closer and closer to the Lord in your life. So don't cheapen the gospel. How would I do that, brother? Because I would never do that. Well, we do it by the way that we approach faith in our life. Well, if I only measure faith by the evangelist that's coming, oh, what a great man. Well, thank God we should give men honor that, that preach a message. But I'm missing it if I, if I fail to become aware and responsible for my own faith. So we're just wanting to be a church that is, that is grounded in the faith, that's established in the truth. It's the precious blood of Jesus Christ tonight that has done so much for you and I. I feel like my message is so wacko. If I'm, if I'm not making sense, I apologize. I'm not trying to be wrong. I'm, I'm talking about how important faith is in my life, and I know it's important in your life too. We can't window shop finding the best sales for, for faith. We, we can't allow ourselves to, to use any old thing that comes along, some new thing. But we have to have a, a foundational faith in God, something that you can rely on. It's, you know it's going to be there no matter how your day is gone. We need to possess the promises, but we'll never do that without faith being alive and active. We need to have the transforming power in our life, but we'll never have it. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. We'll never have the working of the Holy Spirit guiding this church. And my friend, he doesn't need to just only guide me. He needs to be guiding you. We all are filled with the Spirit. And it's all imperative that we are listening to the voice of God today, that we could go out and do something for his kingdom. I'm telling you, you may have known that person for years. You may have been around them for years. But one day, someone's going to have a wake-up call. And they're going to say, yes, and receive the word.
So don't be careless tonight. Don't mishandle the word of faith. How do we do that? Well, part of it is that we have too little time in an altar. We're satisfied with what we get. We're satisfied with who we know. We're satisfied with that we read our Bible. But if you are unplugged from where the Spirit of God can work and move in your life. Another way that we cheapen this thing is we bring to God cheap sacrifices. When that plague was covering Israel and, and, and David knew he was guilty for numbering Israel. He knew that the fault was his. And when God gave him options, there wasn't anything that he could take on himself alone. Everything was going to cost his people. And so finally David said, whatever you choose, God, I'll accept my judgment. But that's when David came to the threshing floor of Arunah. That's when he said, it's time to stop this thing here and now. I need an altar. You see, people ask you which came first, the chicken or the egg. I'll ask you this. Which came first, the altar or the temple? The altar did. The altar. It's from out of the altar that flows the rivers of water, full of fish, the Bible says, that will, that will feed and, and take care of the thirst of, of God's people and, and replenish the land. Streams in the wilderness. But when we don't give a, a quality sacrifice, we are we don't realize it, but it's affecting our faith. We'll just be like Samson and just shake ourselves like it is other times. We'll just be the king of uh, of Judah that, that pulls back the bow and, and shoots three or, or four arrows, and he said you should have. You should have shot them all. But now I'll only give you victory over Samaria three times. Don't, don't be careless with your faith. Don't, don't allow yourself to be lackadaisical. Well, we don't have to really do too much because there's only about 30 of us there. That's wrong thinking. We need to start building for a houseful. I don't know what God will do. I'm not prophesying. I have no right to do that because God didn't say that to me. But I'll tell you this. We're going to be a church that is preparing for the, for the harvest. Preparing. Get your nets sown. Get your nets dried out and ready. Amen. Get yourself ready. Sharpen your sword. And lastly, don't lose your sense of priorities of your life where you keep spiritual things the first and the foremost. How easy it is for us to get wrapped up with our iPhones and our schedules, our daily lives. And I'm, I'm just as guilty or even more so. I forget my days that I have 24 hours and all I can think of is the thing I've got to get done. 
how much time have I wasted with all the other time that I could have done something? But I said my priority is I have to get that done. There is one body and one spirit. Even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. There's an urgency of prayer tonight. Church, I'm not putting some kind of a burden on you and saying that we have to do more because we're only 30. No, no, no. I'm just simply saying God wants us to care. The Bible said that Elijah prayed. The Bible doesn't give him credit because the Bible says that Elijah prophesied. He prayed. And that's the credit we give him in the New Testament. We have to pray. We have to start praying by faith for the answer, not just saying that we tried. We have to pray for completion, not just saying that we did our daily habits. And that's, that's going to be a challenge to change that in your life because it certainly is going to be hard for me to change mine. I want to say that. I want to get through and say, done my Bible reading, had a good time of prayer, worship God a little bit, ready to kick off the day. And I don't doubt for a minute that God goes with me and helps me. I'm just saying I've become dead to the fact that I've still got 22 more hours I can call today. <laughs> Matthew 21 and 22 says, And all things, whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. Now listen, that is a promise. I, I know Sunday I talked about a God who sometimes waits. But he also has to fulfill this verse. If you pray it believing, you will see it. So we have to have faith talk tonight. We have to have our own vocabulary. The, the attorneys have a vocabulary. Doctors have a vocabulary. My goodness, masons have a vocabulary. Fishermen do. We already know it's not all good. <laughs> right? Psalms 19 and 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. And I close with this tonight. Jude, of course, chapter 1, but verses 20 through 25. Listen to the voice of an apostle 
who wanted nothing but, his, but the church to grow and increase and be established and continue on and do great things. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Now, unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now, both now, both now and ever. Amen. I feel like I hit you all tonight with a shotgun, a scattergun. I wasn't a very well laid out plan here. But, but I'm talking about faith, that you all have a good measure. You could be proud of what God has given you. He just wants you to, to handle it, to, to have the mastery over it, grow it, stretch it, develop it. We're not competing one with another. Brother Stevens has his unique, incredible way of ministering the Word of God. And there's no sense of me trying to mimic that. And because I'm so different from him, he's going to have to say the same thing. <laughs> that old Brother Erickson is so wacko. <laughs> so scattergun. <clears throat> but I, I'm kidding, but you know what I'm saying. You all have got it. I did use a lot of negatives to show you tonight that Paul warned Timothy to be careful with what he had, that to, to value it. Amen. Why don't we stand tonight? To have people come together like this, we could, we could shoot it out as light things, you know. We could talk about other churches that are bigger numbers tonight. I, that doesn't matter. The fact that we chose to come here together to receive the word of life, to operate in the spirit and have God speak to us, that's the qualities God is looking for tonight. That's what's really important. I do, I do think you'll see the church grow. But, but don't ask me how. <laughs> We're going to try a kids' crusade and pray that somebody shows up. <clears throat> but if they do, it's going to be awesome. And if it's not, we're going to eat pizza after we're through. But God, 
loves the work of God in Chelsea. Am I a man? Absolutely. Do I need help? Absolutely. I thank God knowing that you all are so uh, committed in your walk with God. So thrilled to have Brother Stevens here. So kind to be with us. I trust um, just having him around that he could straighten me out if he needs to. Uh, God is awesome. Well, Joe, Sister Tina, y'all just made my day being here tonight. We love and appreciate you so much. Amen. And Brother Scott tells Sister Nancy we missed her tonight. She's so faithful, so faithful to God. And I hope that she's watching tonight and can hear me say it. We appreciate her so much. And Dee Dee and Denny and Providence family and oh, the list goes on, doesn't it? And what about Kevin and Rachel Mills? Keep praying for them. We want the Lord to help them. God has done some. I can't, I can't say and tell you until they make it known themselves. But God has moved in that family. God has moved. God has moved. Now they have a long ways to go, but it's okay. The Lord showed up and showed them that he would answer prayer. Amen. One last time, let's lift up our hands and worship him. Lord, we love and we praise you. What a privilege to be in your house, to know you. Oh, thank you, Lord. God, for Joe and Tina and I, I pray that you bless them richly. Thank you, Lord, all oh, for the church family. Lord, that you were brought here, that we might work together, that we might seek, Lord, those heavenly places, that we might entertain the presence of the Most High God, that we would be a witness to our generation. Lord, I pray that you bless each and every one tonight. Go with us as we leave this place. And Lord, do great things, we pray. For Lord, we ask it in Jesus' great name, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I'm a soldier in the army. And I'm marching, claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I'm a soldier marching heaven Friday night.